Shalom Aleichem, on behalf of Teach 613, we welcome you to Take 10 for Talmud. We are recording in Silver Spring, Maryland, and are so glad that you can join us. Kiddushin Yudches, Kiddushin 18a, pagination is 35, about 10 lines down at the two dots in middle of the line. Tanura Bonon, we learnt a brysa that contrasts the situation of an Evid Ivri, a Jewish man, as opposed to Oma Ivriya, a young girl, both in the situation of Avdus. Yesh Ivri She'ein Be'ivriya, V'yesh Be'ivriya She'ein Be'ivri. There halachas that would happen by a man that do not exist by the girl, and there are halachas by the girl that would not exist by the man. The Brisa explains, Yesh be'ivri shu b'shanim, a man goes out at the completion of the six years, uvi yovel, or if yovel year comes, uvi misa sa'adon, or the death of the master, which is not true by the girl. Now, the Gemara in three lines is going to object to this first part of the Brisa and is going to be in wonderment because we know that the girl who's becoming a maidservant is Yesera Alav, she actually has an added type of release from her service, but she definitely does have the same releases that an Eved Ivri has. She does go out at the completion of six years or Yovel. Why are we saying that this is a point of contrast? <clears throat> and Rav Sheshis answers, Kigon She the contrast that's being done over here is that Oma Ivriya is operating on two different levels. She's operating on the level of service, and she's operating on the level if the Adon would do Yiyud and transfer her relationship to that of a marriage, then, as Rashi explains, if he does Yiyud, then she does not have these other types of release. Su lo nafka vahani ella beget. Rashi says she would no longer have these releases, and the only way she gets out once Yud is done to sever that relationship would require a get. Let's go back to the Brisa. Vyesh beivriya, and a classic standard case of ivriya, a case where she is in service and Yud was not done has an additional method of release, more than an Eved Ivri, Sharei Ivriya Yotza Besimonim, that an Ivriya, a maidservant, the girl case, would go out Besimonim with signs of maturity. She reaches uh, approximately Bas Mitzvah, that would be the concept, she would go free. Whereas an Eved Ivri certainly the fact that he reaches maturity doesn't have any relevance to it. 
he would have been sold specifically because he was an adult who stole, who stole, who couldn't pay back. That would be the classic case. And certainly this concept of maturity would not be a release by the Evid Ivri. The Brysa continues and says two additional points of contrast between the Ivriya and the Ivri. And these two require a bit of commentary to understand how we paskin. Ve'ena nimkeres v'nishnes. And she cannot be resold. Now, the point of contrast is that an Ivri, an Evid Ivri, could be resold during his lifetime if he stole, was sold, and then later he stole again. They could sell him again if again he doesn't have money to repay his amount that he stole, the amount that he stole. As opposed to an Amma Ivriya is Enonim Keres She cannot be sold a second time. The Gemara objects to this ruling because the Tanakama holds she could be sold a second time, which is how the Rambam Paskins in Avadim Dalid Yud Gimel. And the Gemara answers that this Brysa is following the opinion of Reb Shimon, who holds Enonim Keres that she cannot be resold. The next rule of the Brysa is maftin osa ba'al karcho. We redeem the girl against his will, his will being the father. And the question is, what exactly is this telling us that we redeem the girl against her father's will? Does that mean that the father is the one paying? Or does that mean that we, the family, are the ones who redeem the girl against the father's will? And the Gemara points out that there's an important consideration over here. Because if you hold like Reb Shimon, that the father cannot resell the daughter, so then it makes a lot of sense that the family might step in, redeem her, and they're not worried that he's going to just sell her again and we're no better off than we were when we entered the scene because he's not able to sell her again. That's the ruling of Reb Shimon, which our Brisa is following. However, what would the halacha be according to the opinion of the Tanakama, which is the way we paskin the way the Rambam presents it, that we would allow the father to resell her after a first sale if she got released. She could get released because she worked her six years, she was sold very young into this relationship, or Yovel came and she was released, or people went and redeemed her. According to the Tanakama, that she is able to be resold, the question here is, does it really make sense for the family to step in and against the will of the father, who's the one who sold her, 
They're going to redeem her. Where's that going to leave us? He could just go ahead and sell her again, according to the Tanakama who argues on Rib Shimon. Now, in the bottom Tosfis, you'll note that there's actually a discussion as to who is paying the redemption money over here. Is it the father who's paying the redemption money? And that's what it means against his will. We're actually forcing him to redeem her. Or is it the family who's paying this redemption money? In which case, we're left with this interesting question. Why would we step in to redeem her? We're the ones, the family being the ones paying, if the father can then sell her again. If it's the father that we're forcing to pay, so then I understand. If he actually has access to cash, he's supposed to redeem her, and we would force him to redeem her. But if we're the ones redeeming her, it's a very odd dynamic described by the Gemara on the bottom of the page, where if we're the ones paying, and he's able to resell, why aren't you worried that there's no point in redeeming her because he'll simply resell her. So the Rambam in Avadim Dalid Bays makes two points which are very relevant to this based on the Kesef Mishnah's observations. The Rambam number one rules that we're forcing the father to redeem her. So right away this question falls off. There's no concern that the father will simply redeem her, I'm sorry, that the father will simply resell her. And therefore, why did we bother redeeming her? It's not us redeeming her. It's the father redeeming her, and it's all the same money. If he wants to play that game, he can play it, but we're going to keep forcing him. If he's able to redeem her, if there is cash, he's going to redeem her. The second observation with the, which the Kesev Mishnah makes is that the Rambam describes, and this is very important generally, to understand when a girl could become an Amma Ivriya, when her father would be selling her to another Jew in the hope that this other Jew would marry her. The case is, Eina Avrasha Limkaresbito, the father is not allowed to do the sale, Elohim Kenheni, unless he is so poor that he has nothing, not real estate, not movable objects, even clothing. He's so downtrodden that he's going to be selling her in the hope that she could get a better life by somebody else. Says the Kesef Mishnah, You're worried that the father will resell her if he has any assets, he's not allowed to resell her. And if he still doesn't have assets, Lisbon, Lisbon, you know, maybe he should sell her again to another person. If he's really that downtrodden, we're not really comfortable with her being in his house and the redemption money was not wasted. He really needs the money. And it's on some level an enforced form of tzedakah. Yeshekoach. Thank you for joining.